Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. MyBookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, the NFL should have paid us to watch the Redskins and Jaguars. Ugly, but we're still alive. The Bears are the new king of the north. The Steelers slay their El Guapo. We got thoughts on Vance Joseph, Greg Williams, an update on Alex Smith and his leg, blow-up sex sheep dolls, and Starbucks delivery? Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Six yards right down the middle. That's it. Zeros on the clock. The Redskins have come from behind to win. The Redskins go to 500, seven up and seven down. And end a four-game losing streak and are very much alive with two games left in the NFC playoff picture. Ah, yes, we are, Kevin Harlan. Monday, December 17th, 2018. Thank you for downloading a less than thrilling NFL week number 15. But you will not hear me bitching because there's only two weeks of it left. Only two weeks. And even though this year's week 17 promises I think it it looks to be more exciting than previous years week 17s because there's gonna be a lot of teams in the mix it looks like uh you know I didn't love it enough that's the problem I did not love this year's NFL season enough I'm, I'm hugging it now I'm like please don't go two weeks left Redskins 16 Jaguars 13 my skins are now seven and seven The Jaguars, who played in the AFC title game and led the Patriots in Foxborough by, what, 10 points, 14 points in the second half and blew it, had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. They're now 4-10, and and you've got Doug Marone after the game telling reporters, I don't know if my job is in jeopardy. He just doesn't seem very inspiring, does he, as a coach on the sideline? And, of course, Jalen Ramsey is like, I don't care about nobody but myself, (laughs) which is a perfectly honest and appropriate answer, if you ask me, but it seems to be causing some waves of, oh, look at these selfish players. Hey, this is how the NFL works. You do have to look out for yourself, period, 
End of story. What what is he gonna be like? Oh, I'm so sad. I hope Coach Marone does not get fired. That would ruin my Christmas. He's not gonna say that. So this is going to make next week for the Redskins interesting. Even though they are ten and a half point underdogs already, as I went to go check the line at mybookie.ag. Yes, uh, my two-teamer, and it wasn't a two-team parlay, but my two Bounty the Dog Shit Hunter plays came home. You are welcome. Mr. X went 4-0 and again. So let's see. In the last two weeks, Mr. X is 8-0. My locks are 3-0. and and my two-team money line underdog parlay hit to the tune of 18 to 1. Literally, we should quit. Now, if you're not getting the Football Five Ways Friday podcast, if you're not spending the $5 a month, then you're not getting these selections. I mean, you may be stealing them from somebody else, but you're not getting them properly. Sign up, for God's sakes, for 5 bucks a month to Football Five Ways Friday. Not only is it entertaining... We're giving you winners. I mean, we are giving you some silly winners. All right, so about this awful game, it was truly dreadful. And the entire game, I kept thinking to myself, how fucking bad was Blake Bortles this year? In which they said, no, we're not going to play him anymore. We can't. We can't. We won't. We're too disgusted. There is no upside in Cody Kessler. That is plain to the naked eye. And yet they will not play Blake Bortles instead. What does that locker room think going, all right, maybe the locker room's like, this is great. This is better than Bortles. It's my first full Jaguars game this year, so I apologize. This is a Jaguars team that beat the Patriots earlier this year as one of their four wins. Go figure. And of course, Josh Johnson for the Redskins was not a whole lot better, but he was just enough better when it mattered. Kessler finished 9 for 17 for 57 yards and a crushing deflected interception late in the game that gave the Redskins the ball back and a chance to go kick the game-winning field goal, which they did. How do you ever complete 9 out of 17? Well, you know the answer. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. It's a miracle. Goddamn miracles, what it is. 57 yards total. He ran for 68 on six scrambles. Johnson, meanwhile, for us, 16 to 25, a buck 51 and a touchdown. He ran the ball nine times for 49 yards. So between the two quarterbacks, it was 15 carries for a buck 17. That literally looked, the game was like, okay, this is a, this is flag football. This is, you know, rec league football. This is fraternity football in college. Go back, see if anyone's open. If not, run, run with it. Just run. And that's what it was. Adrian Peterson was great for five carries at the end of the game. That's it. Everything else stunk on ice. And you can blame the O-line because the O-line was down to their fourth string left guard, a guy by the name of Zach Kieran. Huh? Right. I have no idea. I have no idea who that is. We got a backup long snapper and Andrew East, who we found out hikes the ball nice and accurate. Hikes it. I like saying hike. It's what we said as kids. He hikes it. He hikes it accurately, very accurate hiker, but he, he has a slow hike. And it's not like you would tell with the naked eye. You wouldn't go, God, he really lobbed it back there, but it was on the money. No, no, it looked normal. It's just a little bit like a beat too slow. 
So on one of the punts, the Jaguars got to it and deflected it, partially blocked, 30-yard punt. And, you know, that was where uh, God bless Steve Tasker on the call, on the sidelines. There's a special teamer who actually added to the broadcast because he explained all that. So Peterson had 31 of his 51 yards total in the last drive on five different carries. Other than that, he was 14 for 21. Ufa. That's pretty bad. More than pretty bad. But here were the carries that mattered. Final drive, 13-13, right after the Kessler pass was deflected and intercepted by Fabian Moreau. Fabian? Peterson for four up the middle. Peterson on a reception for seven yards. That's not in his rushing totals. I mean, the whole drive was Adrian Peterson, basically. Peterson for four up the middle. Peterson uh, catches the ball, runs it for seven. Peterson left end for 15. That was the big run. Peterson up the middle for seven. Peterson for one. And then Peterson for four up the middle with a minute and five to go. That was for a first down on third and two. And it gave the Redskins the opportunity to bleed the clock down to just three seconds. Now, some were saying to me on my timeline, why did Jay not leave a little, like 12 seconds with a brand new snapper given that he had three timeouts in his pocket. Good Jay, by the way. Good timeout, man. Had all three of them fresh in his back pocket. With a with a new long snapper, why would you not give yourself that luxury of, okay, shit, he dropped it, or bad snap, he dribbled it back there, fall on it, call timeout, let's try it again. Probably should have. But he had confidence in his boy, Andrew East, the slow hiker. By the way, do you know he is married to former Olympic gymnast Sean Johnson? Uh-huh. Now you know. She's now Sean Johnson East. Little facts. Just little facts to get you through the day. So they kicked the game-winning field goal, and the world looks entirely different when you win. Because if they had lost this game, it would have just been another week of fire Jay, fire Bruce, it's Armageddon, this thing, they're never going to be good again. Now the narrative this week is going to be, hey, we might, we might be able to make the playoffs actually here. This is kind of crazy thinking about it. Well, what do you think? I mean, what the hell not, right? Ten and a half point underdogs on the road. Tennessee ought to tear us limb from limb. Although, uh, somebody tweeted me saying King Henry is going to go for a 200 yards against you guys. That'd be the nickname, I guess, they're calling now. Derrick Henry, King Henry. I like it. I dig it. He's good back. But we got the Bama boys up front, and holy fuck. Our D-line, our front, is great. Everybody healthy with Payne, Allen, Ioannidis, and Kerrigan. Kerrigan got two sacks, including a strip sack that led to the first turnover. It's weird in D.C., the Kerrigan vibe with fans Kerrigan has never been as appreciated as he should be. He hasn't missed a game, and he has recorded double-digit sacks every single year he's played. Had two more sacks. Now, they were, you know, it was a sack-a-palooza. Uh, Kessler got sacked six times. It could have been a lot more. But the D-line is our strength. They might be able to keep Henry in check. But I have a hard time seeing the Redskins do much against Tennessee, which is a real team that has not given up, that shut out the New York Giants. And how about the Cowboys getting shut out 
in Indianapolis. As I sit here and record, uh, the Rams are actually the Eagles are actually taking it to the Rams, which once again leads you to go. I can't figure this league out. But if the Redskins can hang in there defensively, I uh, I don't want to put things together. It it just they won. Thank God for that. There was a play in this game that you have to see to believe. If you were following me on Twitter, you saw it. Punt return for a touchdown by D.D. Westbrook with four seconds left in the first half, which never should have happened because of absolutely brutal, brain-dead, mindless clock mismanagement by Jay Gruden. And terrible special teams coverage on the play. And maybe a block in the back, but it wasn't called. It was a pretty crafty play by the Jacksonville player to put his hands up at the last second and just kind of bump into our guy. But the brainless play of the game had to be Byron Westbrook, uh, excuse me, Byron Marshall, Byron Marshall for the Redskins, running back, going down in pursuit of D.D. Westbrook as he's streaking. He's streaking down the sideline. It's like, oh, shit, he's going to score a touchdown. Stop that guy. Westbrook, ha- or I keep calling, Marshall has at least 20 yards to pursue super speedy number 12 who has the football. So it's not like Westbrook popped out of nowhere. He could have seen him. He was running after him. By the time Marshall gets to the point of attack to push him out of bounds before he goes in for a touchdown about the 15-yard line, inexplicably, he goes after the blocker in front of Westbrook and he blocks the blocker out of bounds. It's one of the most brainless plays I've ever seen. I have no idea what he was thinking. Because you could even argue that, well, maybe he got confused. He thought the guy in front had the ball. No, because he went to block him, not tackle him. Although I guess it was out of bounds. Maybe he did think he had the ball. Maybe he thought he was, someone said he thought they thought he was going to block the blocker into Westbrook and knock him out of bounds. Uh, well, Westbrook is shifty and fast, and that didn't happen because he slowed down and then went right past Marshall as he blocked a guy out of bounds. Absolutely brainless football. And the Redskins got lucky. I mean, Crowder's catch for 33 yards on a pass that was well behind him. I don't know whose arm it was. it Boye or Ramsey? Whoever the defender was for Jacksonville, I'm not sure if he popped it up or it might have been Crowder reaching back to pop it up. He was trying to give it a go. Ball popped up. Crowder stayed with it made the catch. That's pure luck. Same thing with getting a little help from the refs just when you need it. Like on the penalty that negated what would have been, what would have set up Jacksonville in business, first and 10 at like our 24-yard line. There was a pick play that they got called for, offensive pass interference on uh, Moncrief. Otherwise, it, it negated what would have been a, uh, a nice play of 14 yards, would have set him up first and 10 at the 21. There's two minutes and 49 seconds left. He was a tie game. Got called for it. Now, it was a good call, but it was a mindless play by Jacksonville because the defender, uh, Moncrief, or Moncrief, the wide receiver, didn't have to do what he did. On the crossing pattern, you know, our guy was beat cleanly, whether or not Moncrief ran into him or not. He could have gone right by him, and it would have been a completion. But we'll take it. Very next pass, tipped up, intercepted. I will take the luck. Also on the previous drive that tied it up for the Redskins, Johnson was sacked and fumbled. 
Ball got recovered, though, by the Redskins. Morgan Moses jumped on it. And then you had the pass to Crowder, and the rest is history. And then, uh, thank God, Dustin Hopkins is money in the bank. Seven and seven, baby. (laughs) Nothing wrong with getting a little lucky, because you're going to get a lot unlucky during the course of a year. Somehow, I think... If the Redskins go to play Chicago in the playoffs, there's no way we score a single point unless Colt comes back. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what we're stashing them for. So buckle up. It's going to be interesting at least for a half maybe against Tennessee. If they were to win that game, now the Eagles are playing really good right now. See, I thought the Eagles would roll into FedEx Field in week 17 with the bus still running and warm. That may not be the case. Stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting finish in the NFL. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers. They are now 5-8-1 after losing to the Chicago Bears and ensuring a back-to-back losing season or back-to-back losing seasons for the first time since 1991. My friend, Drew Olson, was texting me about this, and he was talking about how he's going to bring up, you know, here, here's what was going on in 91 on the on their show. And, they were, you know, it was pretty creative, and they were, you know, it was sort of startling to think, yeah, 91, that was a long fucking time ago. Of course, I joked to him via text. I said, well, Drew, you know, when it comes to -to back-to-back losing seasons for the Redskins, we call that last year in review. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Like, there's no kitschy things to say. You know, the last time the Redskins lost back-to-back seasons, the iPhone 7 was the latest, or actually the the iPhone 10, I think, had just come out. So this is uncharted territory. I don't mean to make light of it, Packer fans. But this is uncharted territory. You're 5-8-1, and one, and Aaron Rodgers says he's going to play the last two games of the year. You are a losing team this year with Aaron Rodgers the entire season. Granted, he has been playing on a bad knee, although it does seem to have gotten better. You fired a coach in the middle of the season, which was deserved and overdue. And uh, you're, you're struggling. This is, some, this is new territory. Back to back years of suck. And Aaron Rodgers on Sunday against the Bears, I'll confess, I did, I watched the game with my right eye 
and I glanced at it because I was consuming that glorious Redskins-Jaguars game. I'll, I'll get the shortcuts version of the uh, Packer game on the NFL Game Pass app. By the way, somebody asked me, hey, what happened? I thought DirecTV used to have the cut-ups of the games that were like 30 minutes each. Just play, 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 play. What happened to those? What happened is you got to buy the NFL Game Pass, which is like 99 bucks a season, on your app your or on your tablet or device. I think you can get it on your phone. And not only do they have the cut-ups of every game, but they also have the all-22s. It's worth it. I know the league is jamming us for more money, but it's a it's a cool thing to have because you can literally digest an entire game in 30 minutes. If you're riding in the car to work with somebody and you want to watch a whole game, boom, there it is. So I will watch the Packer game in its entirety. But I just, you know, Rodgers 25 of 42, 274, no touchdowns, one INT. Adams had a big game, eight for 119. Uh, Jones got hurt, so it was Jamal Williams' time. He was just okay. Uh, 4.6 yards per. I just saw a lot of Aaron Rodgers looking more and more unsure than I'd ever seen him and more feeble at times, just some feeble-looking little throws. And the interception, which ended his long interception-less streak, maybe not his fault. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Jimmy Graham. I don't know. Maybe it was just a good defensive play. Interceptions do happen. Oh, by the way. So the Packers obviously have some serious roster work to be done. They have got to get better in a number of areas. And they also have to, of course, get the right coach for the gig. But the Bears are a legit team, and the Bears have now gone, as they claim the NFC North, worst to first, or worst to first. And they've done it with Mitch Trubisky not even being that great. He's been good, good enough, but they have relied on a stifling defense, just the right amount of running game, and some pretty explosive playmakers. So what does it say about the league? Well, it says the league is a worst-to-first league and a first-to-worst league like the Jaguars have gone. So use that, Packer fans, as a reason to keep your head up for next year. Who will be the Packers' next head coach? I know, I know it will not be Greg Williams, but I'm serious when I say I think he's the asshole you guys need. He's the asshole a lot of teams need. And people say, well, they already get, tried him as a head coach in Buffalo. It didn't work out. Not gonna, I wouldn't hire him. No way. Oh, the whole bounty thing with the Saints. Wouldn't hire him. Okay. You know, sometimes coaches in their second go-round work out. The example, of course, is Belichick, who failed as a Browns head coach. And I'm not comparing Greg to Belichick. But he has brought a swagger to him. He's brought a swagger to the Browns he didn't have under Hugh Jackson. In fact, they have now won more games in six. They've now had more wins, four, in six games than Hugh Jackson had in like 39 as head coach of the Browns. Greg is going for it all the time, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. People are saying what an idiot he was for going for a touchdown, going for fourth and one deep inside Broncos territory on Saturday night, leading by just one. I think that's a I think it's a defensible play. It's a defensible move to go for it and here's why. There was a minute 53 left in the game. If you get the fourth and one, I think Denver was out of timeouts. Uh 
you can almost take three knees. You can almost take three knees and win by one. Also, let's not forget, these field goals are never guaranteed, especially not now. Too many guys missing too many kicks. Like Chris Boswell, who once again was nearly the GOAT for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who slayed their El Guapo and Tom Brady. More on that in a second. But you don't know if you're going to make the field goal. And bottom line is, Greg Williams said, fuck it, let's put this game away. And they just didn't didn't get the one yard. They lost two, as a matter of fact. But then he kept blitzing, and he snuffed out uh, the, the Broncos as they got near midfield. I, I think it's defensible. I, I don't think it's much of a no-brainer as you think. You kick the field goal, you're up four. Now there's a minute 53. And let's not forget, the other team is playing with four downs, not three. Four downs, not three, because it's not a tie game. So I think it was a defensible play. But it was the kind of swagger, it was the kind of confidence that you need. I think every team needs that as a head coach. I would absolutely love Greg Williams if he was our next head coach here in D.C. We've had him before, and he never got the job because he was apparently too much of an asshole to Dan Snyder, who didn't really like that. And so he got passed over, even though I think Joe Gibbs recommended him on his way out the door. So the Steelers finally beat their El Guapo. Five losses in a row to the Patriots, and they get it done in Pittsburgh. I guess our friend Rocky Blyer is back on board. I know a week ago he said, that's it, I'm done. I bet this week he's going to cut another video. I can't wait to see what he says. Hey, everybody, Rocky Blyer here. You know what? I decided I'm not done. Turns out these Pittsburghers are tougher than I thought. God bless Mike Tomlin, and God bless these Steelers who have righted the ship and are on their way now. Well, they're wild cards right now, but still. They beat the the New England Patriots, who now have five losses. They finish their road portion of their schedule at 3-5, and five, one of the worst marks they've had in years. And Tom Brady made some uncharacteristic mistakes, throwing balls into peril that got picked off that he normally doesn't do. Now, the last interception, which was a great play uh, by Joe Hayden, I mean, fantastic play, I fault Gronk again. You watch that play, Gronk goes up to try to push Hayden out of bounds, and he doesn't get the job done. He should have gone up and said, me Gronk, me go, me tall, me knock ball away. He didn't play the ball, Hayden did, and he failed in pushing him out of bounds. And that was the difference. And the fact that Brady had you know, four pretty good looks at it in the end zone and just couldn't throw it in there. So the Steelers are now 8-5-1. and one. Here's what you got. So you got the Chiefs and the Texans as your top two seeds in the AFC, and nobody believes in the Texans at this point at 10-4. and four. Chiefs 11-3, and three, and they threw a game away uh, the other night on Thursday night. Ravens 8-6, and six, Patriots 9-5, Chargers 11-3, Steelers 8-5-1. Outside looking in, in the hunt, in the AFC, Colts, Titans at 8-6 and six apiece. Dolphins 7-7, seven and seven, Browns are still in it at 6, 7, and 1. In the NFC, Saints and Rams are your top two seeds and unlikely to be passed by anybody. In fact, I think they've already clinched both. Yes, they have. Uh, They've got an X and a Y uh, next to them. Let me go down to the... uh, uh, Let's just see here how long it takes for me to find 
what the denotations mean. X clinched playoff berth, Y clinched division title. Okay, so they have not clinched, actually. Rams are losing on Sunday night here. Let me look over the screen. 30 to 13 right now. Let's assume they keep they, they lose. They're 11. Who can get to 11? Cowboys can't get to 11. Uh, the Bears. The, the Bears. The Bears could take one of those two top seeds. Okay. Saints 11 and 2. Rams 11 and 2. We'll see what the uh, Saints do on Monday night. Vikings get a win over the Dolphins, 7-6-1. They've got to win their final two to ensure nobody can catch them from the pillow fighters that are following the 7-7 seven and seven Redskins, the soon-to-be 7-7 seven and seven Eagles, the maybe 7-7 seven and seven Panthers if they beat the Saints. The Cowboys are 8-6. and six. They might not win another game. They got shut out. Embarrassing. Seahawks lost to the Niners. Embarrassing. How does that happen? They're eight and six. They may not win another game. There might be a log jam at eight wins for the final two playoff spots in the NFC and a bunch of other teams out. It's got to be ugly. One last thought on that Denver game real quick. Vance Joseph decided he would not go for it on fourth and one from Cleveland's six-yard line with less than five to go and trailing by four. He sent the field goal team out, and they kicked the field goal to go down by one. So instead of giving Philip Lindsay, who is a stud, a chance to get three feet, instead of giving Case Keenum a quarterback sneak, and instead of giving a simple, I don't know, some play, he decided to kick a field goal. Vance Joseph said, I wanted the points there. I trusted our defense to get a stop. Now, here's where I disagree with this quote logic. If you need a stop, you need a stop. It doesn't matter. If you need to stop, go for the whole enchilada. Because my logic is, and see if you can follow this, you need a stop. Kicking a field goal does not negate your need for a stop. In fact, going for it on fourth and one and not getting it helps you even more because you're going to go for a stop deep with them pinned way back. At least that's the way I think about it. My basic philosophy is if you need a stop, you need a stop. So don't overthink it. Go for the touchdown or go for the first down when you are trailing by more than a field goal. But, I mean, it's a somewhat defensible play, uh, defensible strategy there. But a lot of people thought Vance Joseph was just being a pussy. Update on Alex Smith. He was out of the hospital and tweeted a picture of himself with a Redskins blanket over his legs watching television in his house with Christmas decorations all around and a thumbs-up gesture with a very nice, heartfelt note from he and his wife and his family towards all the Redskin fans and people that have been wishing him well in the wake of this injury. It's great to see him back home. It's sort of sobering that, hey, can we see your leg? No, you don't want to see the leg. Here's why you don't want to see the leg, and this is from Dr. David Chow, pro football doc, who writes for the San Diego Union-Tribune. And the headline, or the lead, is sobering. Quote, the news on Alex Smith continues to worsen. This is uh, December 9th. So this is about a week ago, this story. But I had not read this yet. I'm not ready to say he won't return to football, says Dr. Chow, but it's time to revise the initial thought that he could be reliably ready to start the 2019 season. Infection was always the worry with an open fracture. And his initial emergency surgery is more to prevent infection than to fix the fracture. 
With good quick treatment like Smith undoubtedly had, the risk of infection is well under 5%, but guess what? It happened. So the unlucky 5%. The word, he says, of multiple debridement surgeries to clean up necrotic or dead tissue and to help cure the infection are normal and go hand-in-hand with intravenous antibiotics that in and of itself don't mean a longer timeline necessarily, even if it was a difficult infection like MRSA. However, a patient typically goes home within two days of such surgery, and Smith was in the hospital for nearly four weeks after his November 18th injury. Now the latest news of the need to remove the plates and screws ratchets up the worry, pun intended, and delays the recovery timeline. Expect to hear word next that Smith has an external fixator, a system of pins and wires with rods, like an erector set, similar to the look of a scaffold on the outside of a building, applied to his leg. This is necessary as the plates and screws holding the fracture were just removed. A cast would not work due to the need to access the wound. The apparatus looks archaic and scary, but it's necessary in these situations. The original implants needed to be removed as once metal is contaminated, it makes it very hard to cure the infection without its removal. It'll be multiple weeks before more definitive fracture fixation can finally be done. Jesus. So they haven't even addressed the fracture yet. Smith is headed, writes Pro Football Doc, for several more surgeries. The next worry, oh, there's more worries. The next worry is the coverage of the fracture. Multiple debridement surgeries means the loss of skin and tissue. The question is, will he have enough to cover the underlying bone? At a minimum, Smith will need two more surgeries, and one of them will be to close the wound. The other will be to remove the fixture and fix the fracture. If he needs a skin graft, that cannot be applied directly to the bone. One needs to transfer or move muscle there. If this happens, the situation escalates more, and Smith's career would be in jeopardy. A transfer of the calf muscle would affect strength. A free flap where muscle is transferred from one area of the body would lead to a long recovery. This is the type of procedure in what is used in a distal third tibia, which is where I suspect the fracture and wound issue are. At this point, the start of 2019 is in jeopardy as the bone healing clock won't likely start until a minimum of six weeks from now, adding to the original six to nine month recovery timeline. Let's hope we don't hear about a grafting procedure, writes Pro Football Doc, as that could signal the end of his career. I just want Alex Smith, great guy, great family man, to have a healthy leg and a nice long life. And I want him to have every penny that is due to him. Cap hit, schmap hit, I don't fucking care. I want him to get everything he deserves. That's all I want right now. I really don't care about anything. Cap hits and relief and insurance and all this other shit. I feel stupid for even talking about it, given how serious this is. So, welcome home, Alex Smith. Hang in there. Everyone's thinking about you, praying for you. And let's hope this thing turns out well. And if you end up at some point healthy enough and wanting to play football, then that's your call. But I, I, would, I think I can speak for most Redskin fans saying, we just want you 
to have a healthy leg and a long, happy life. And we'll leave it at that. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Email from Toby. He writes to say, ZABE, did you see this story? It's from the UK. Mum sends five-year-old boy to school with nativity sheep that turns out to be a sex doll. What the hell did you just say? Uh, yes. A, I, th- I think we talked about this here on the Zabecast. If I did, I apologize for not remembering. I know I talked about it on one of my shows. Uh, he writes to say, this might be a dumb question, but who would buy this product? A redneck whose game is so bad he can't pick up sheep? Weird. <laughs> Have a good night, Toby. That is a disgusting act. I think it's mostly a joke gift. I really don't think there are any pervs that like getting it on with sheep that say, well, I don't have the game to pick one up. I, I, you know, I get the sheep to go out for a cup of coffee with me, but then it just it gets weird. I can't close the deal. I, I keep asking the sheep to follow me back to my apartment. It just never happens. So I'm just going to have to get a blow-up doll and, and, and bang that instead. No, no, I think it's literally just a joke sheep. Like, hey, here you go. Here's a blow-up sheep. It's got lipstick, it's got a bow on its head, and it's got a hole in its ass. So, ha, 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 have fun with this. What's that? Don't underestimate perverts? I know. Probably are some perverts. Like, oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Speaking of coffee, we'll end with this. Starbucks is going to start coffee delivery. They began testing it in Miami with Uber Eats in September. We'll begin offering it in nearly a quarter of its more than 8,000 U.S. company stores by next year. The coffee chain has been facing slowing traffic on its domestic coffee shops and outlined growth plans for investors, which hinged on delivery. Now, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know anything about this, but I can understand the challenges. Delivery is becoming a source of added sales for many restaurant chains that have seen their dining room traffic erode. But the coffee challenges are unique, including, well, how hot can you get it? Uh, Spill-proof lids, tamper-proof coffee cups, getting just exactly the right coffee that you want because you're not there in the shop. Uh, Dedicated drivers in China, where they're doing this right now, promise to deliver Starbucks in 30 minutes or less. The chain is also creating a virtual store that allows customers to use one app to order gifts or products for themselves and have them delivered. People who love coffee and love Starbucks swear by it.
I've never known anything about that because I have never in my life, in my life, drank a cup of coffee. What are you, some weirdo? I don't like the taste. What can I say? Maybe one day. My daughter, who's 16, drinks coffee. Loves Starbucks, like I'm sure your daughters probably do. Me? Never had it. That is a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell a few friends. Get the Zabecast app as well. It's totally free and a great place to archive all my content. Make sure to subscribe to the Premium Edition by going to zabe.com slash premium. We're giving out winners. Come on. Podcasts are the future. I think you're going to get addicted in a good way. Email me at zabe at yahoo.com with topics, feedback, and anything else. Now, if you don't mind, I've got to get my lights up today. It rained for 48 hours straight here in D.C. and ruined my chances this weekend. If I don't get the lights up, it's all over. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.